Jersey Judah back with another episode, another edition, the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Um, the last episode that I did got cut off for some fucking reason, and it got cut off early, so that's cool. I don't know why this did not notify me that the recording stopped, but that's the case. Um, it's Wednesday. I have to go back into work, which I'm not too upset about because the weekend besides yesterday, more or less when I was able to get some weed, pretty much sucked. But I'm not complaining because I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to work. I just stayed home, play video games. I didn't even do. I did an episode, I think, maybe Saturday and Monday. I didn't I didn't record much as much as I would like to. But I really didn't have any videos to really bounce off of. Whatever uh whatever the equivalent of writer's block is to podcasting, that's pretty much what I had. I had nothing. I had no material. But I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I'm going to just add the air horns and play the disclaimer. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. And the black ops, nigga. And the black ops. And the black ops. Hold up. And the black ops. Tango down. Get him out of here. All right. I have to come with some energy on this episode. You know what I mean? I've been gone for a little bit. But I'm back. With another episode. Another edition of The Crimson Capsule Chapel. And apparently, apparently, If you are a Republican today, if you're a Republican, you are a radical. You are a radical. Never forget that. We're going through a pyramid created by some radical lunatic lefties, right? That is supposed to it's it's supposed to describe right the far right radicalization by Doc Rich. He black. Shout out to Doc Rich. Support him on YouTube. And we about to get it started. No music. This ain't music right here. This is this is different. Oh yeah, this is different. This is different. Anyway, Jersey Judah, I had to do some sort of introduction. I'm black. I usually would play music, but like I said, I was on fire too, man. I went in for about, not 30 minutes, like just the introduction. And I was breaking down the charts. I'm not doing that again. I'm lazy. I'm going to play the video from Doc Rich. I'm going to go through it along with him. I'll pause it briefly, but I'll mostly let him go through the list. I've downloaded the chart myself. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find it. I really don't want this closing on me. So let's see if I can maneuver this properly. Gallery, possibly. Okay. Okay today we have the pyramid of far right radicalization and these are four categories of course it's a pyramid um if you guys see this you will be able to see it if you listen because i'm going to make this the thumbnail or i'm going to make this the picture um 
for this episode. And it goes by colors or it goes by numbers or it's both because green is represented as the bottom. The one up top of that is represented two, but is orange. I mean, but is yellow. Three is orange and four is red. And we there's a lot. Look, Fox, if you watch Fox, guys, you're radical. If you watch Fox, you're radical. And they made it radical. And they made the good bad, the bad good with Christianity. They made Christians radical. You got CBN that's on the bottom um, green one category. You have the Republican Party, which is the elephant logo that's in the category. So if you're a Republican, you're radical. Welcome to the club, man. Glad to have you. NRA, you said? Oh, you're radical. You're in there. The Heritage Foundation? Radical. But what's alarming is category two. Category two is an eye opener and it's alarming at the same time because the media, the media machine, the mainstream media machine, they all go along, they get along. So they use the same terminologies. So when they started using the term MAGA Republican or uh, uh, MAGA radicals, you already knew they're in there. So they didn't even put. MAGA on there. They just put a Make America Great Again red hat, which is hilarious. That's probably the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, But MAGA Radical Republicans are there, of course. Shout out to the MAGA Radical Republicans. Um, We got Breitbart. Shout out to Breitbart. We got Prager University. Prager U. Shout out to Prager University. We actually went over um, the inconvenient truth of the Democratic Party was actually from Prager University YouTube channel. And that was actually very radical because it woke a lot of blacks up when it comes to the Republican versus Democrat situation as a black dealing with history, also tying that into what is currently going on today. All right. It's almost like that you want you can't forget about the past because you got to remember the past to know where you're going. Right. You got to remember. Hey, say you got to turn around, you got to know your navigation so you can't forget the directions it took to get you to where you're at, whether it's in a good or bad destination. That is deep. Let me just stop. Damn, that's based. Anyway, um, uh, Prager University is there. Uh, Turning Point USA, ladies and gentlemen. Turning Point USA. That's also a radical group and salute. Shout out to Alex Jones. He white. Alex Jones, InfoWars, made it to category two. What the? This is crazy. Then you pretty much have the white power organizations. I see a swastika. I'm seeing the white pride cross, clan cross. I think it's the clan cross. Y'all know the cross with the circle in the middle? Because I was actually, that's crazy. I was playing Mafia 3. Um, last night just for GP because I played it and beat it multiple times. It's just a fun game to go back to, especially when you go to one of the DLCs where you go into pretty much a hick town and you eventually um, you go to clan meetings as a black. And of course, it doesn't end well for them. You know what I'm saying? You come out on top. You kill these Dixiecratic. I love Mafia 3, man. Mafia, people, people put, people throw so much dirt on Mafia 3, and I understand it. But compared to the other Mafia games, there was a little bit more freedom. And not to mention the DLCs were pretty solid. But the fact that you get to kill, the fact that you get to go to clan rallies and just kill everybody there. And this is a video game, by the way. I want to address this. It's a video game, Mafia 3. It's the most satisfying thing to do. As a black, I'm not going to lie, like it's the most satisfying thing to do. They should have just made a game just based on people hunting clan members. If that's what they're doing, because that's what they did with Mafia 3. Very controversial. Very controversial. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. It's it's a pretty crazy game. Like You go in, you, you play as... Well, this is the story. If anybody's a fan of the Mafia series, you'll understand the story. 
But apparently, Joe uh, forgot the guy's name. One of the um, protagonists in Mafia 2. He's apparently the father of this black character, or he's half black, half Italian, right? And it's in Louisiana, but they call it St. What do they call it? St. Bordeaux or some shit? Something like that. And no, New Bordeaux. And it's pretty much you as a character. It's the game is so realistic and raw that in certain stores, certain stores have signs that say whites only. There's white only signs in stores. No colors allowed. If you walk into those stores, they're going to call you a coon, a nigger. They're going to go there. That game is very much so in detail with that. And the fact that you kill Klansmen, like you go to one rally, and and this is the actual story. This isn't a DLC. You go to one rally, and I lie to you not, there's like over 50 of them. You get to kill over 50 of them. I throw the Molotov cocktails at them from a distance, set like 20 of them on fire, and then just mow them down. You just go into clan rallies and shit and just raise havoc. You know? And by the way, the clan was um, pretty much orchestrated and in a lot of ways influenced by the Democrat Party. Okay? But... The funny dynamic about what I was what I was breaking down in the last recording before I got cut off for some reason. On the right, it it appears that the radical right, I have air quotes, are these Nazis. And I don't even think these Nazis Nazis wouldn't even like you have to understand, like this chart makes no sense. I just want to I want to point it out. This chart makes absolutely no sense. One and two could easily just be one chart in itself, and they could have broken it down for it to be more somewhat realistic. But what they did was they tied in white power organizations into Republican organizations in which has a large, a growing number of blacks. You got NRA, all right, Uh, Turning Point, Prayer University. I mean, come on. Fox News, the Republican Party itself, they got the logo. CBN for the Christians. Oh, yeah, you're radical. Absolutely despicable. What a mess. What the? But anyway, I think we're just going to jump into the video. Uh, Doc Rich, the video is called We Are All extreme now and it's based on the pyramid that i just went over and the pyramid that will most likely be the thumbnail of this episode but let's get it biden administration is reportedly given 40 million of your taxpayer dollars to companies who put conservative and christian organizations in the same category as militant terror groups and scale them by levels of radicalization there's a program called the Targeted <laughs> Violence and Terrorism uh, Prevention Grant Program. I want to go back to that. <clears throat> I don't even know what any of these even are. Does anybody know? And by the way... I genuinely don't know what Category 4 is. Yeah, Category 4 and Category 3 besides a swastika... And pretty much the white power cross or the white pride cross is the only logos that I can point out. Everything else is it's you can look at it and by its surroundings, you can pretty much connect it to it naturally because it's a chart. Right. But also because of how the logos look, they all look sort of similar. So they they pretty much have connected the Republicans and more of the conservative Christians and to the categories of white supremacy. So, way to go. Okay, let's see if I recognize. Obviously, we all recognize that one. I mean, that that one's obvious, but I genuinely don't recognize any in level three either, except for the big main one that everybody on this planet recognizes. <laughs> level two, make, oh, wow. 
Whoa. MAGA. So, you, you mean to tell me... <laughs> MAGA terrorism. Far-right radicalization. <laughs> okay, okay. Yo. Uh, you got PragerU, Turning Point USA. MAGA. Uh, who I'm familiar with, obviously. Um, Infowars. <laughs> I can't really see this one. I, 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 don't, I don't recognize the rest of them, honestly. I don't. <laughs> really? Really? You guys see this one? Really? Really? They put the what? The Republican? This is bro. Get 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 these folks out of office, man. This this stuff. Fire all of these folks. Fire Despicable. every single last one of them. I'm, I'm. He gotta be talking about either Fox or he's talking about <laughs> the Republican logo. One or the other. Done with it. I'm done with it. This is ridiculous stuff. How was this even legal? How was this even legal? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, American Flat, uh, American Conservative Union Foundation, really? Fo- Fox News. <laughs> this is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Anyway, there's a program called the Targeted Violence and Terrorism uh, Prevention Grant Program. This is supposed to find uh, domestic terrorists in America. There are 80 recipients of money so far. They've received. $40 million in grants. You've got Christian Broadcasting. You've got the Republican National Committee. Already you've got more than half of America. DHS awarded them a grant of $358,000 to continue doing it. Former Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon joins us now. Tudor, we were just talking before this. This is insane. I mean, the, the group... I've heard the name Tudor Dixon, but I've, I've never actually seen who she actually is, like, up close. Huh. It's actually really, really good looking. This, this is insane. I mean, the, the groups on this list, it goes from Fox News to the RNC to Christian Broadcasting. I mean, <laughs> what does this signify to you? Right. This means that the government can actually take our taxpayer dollars and use them to come out and say that we are terrorists because they have MAGA on that. They have the RNC, so opposing political parties. There and then is. they have Fox News. I mean, think about that. There Fox it is. News. There it is. Would it not surprise you to know that some of these people who were involved in coming up with this list may have not had the influences of CNN and these other, you know, broadcast networks when it comes to information, news, whatnot? It wouldn't surprise me. The fact that Fox is on there doesn't really surprise me. The Republican thing, it's obvious what they're trying to do. Now it's just as simple as, oh, you're a Republican. You must be a radical. Gotta be a radical. They want the people to be one track minded. They just want people to do as they're told. Um, Not question their irrational thinking. Not question the decisions that they make that ultimately affect us later on as American citizens. Oh, this whole immigration shit. Everybody was with borders. The blacks, most of the blacks voted, um, voted Biden in off of a feeling, off of emotion and off of no information not knowing nothing about Biden and his political history and the fact that he did nothing for the blacks, they they didn't pay attention to any of that. They voted with emotion. I think Biden has said something in the lines of how, you know, the, the, the two-party system is good for the black, but down south or in the southern regions, I think he acknowledged... And I'm not even sure if it's him. I could be wrong. He acknowledged how much control that the South Democrats had over the blacks. You know, and when you mentioned the time period and the presidency of Lyndon B. Johnson, it kind of explains a lot. You understand? So it's that mentality. It's it's without it being blatant and in your face. But it's out there in some um, covert way. You know what I'm saying? 
But yeah, they want to radicalize the right in general. Anything that's right is far right. That's why people today who are on the right, the blacks, like myself, <clears throat> I use the same logic for them. Anything anything that's left is far left. Because if you support one side, you support everything of it. You support all the propaganda that's taking place. The Bud Lights, the Millers, and all these other companies, uh, the Targets, you support all that. Women getting dominated by men that quote-unquote transition to women. Y'all signed up for all that. And the same women and the same people that voted in Joe Biden had no idea that all of this came with it. So they've been duped once again, the blacks. They've been duped once again by the Democrats versus Trump, quote-unquote radical Republican, actually got things done. Lowest unemployment rate for the blacks. Opportunity, um, what was that? What was the, uh, what was it the opportunity zones? I think he was putting in um, a little effort in Detroit with that, in Michigan. Um, there was a couple areas that he was doing. He was trying to bring back school choice, which is something that um, Thomas Sowell talked about briefly, I believe, in one of the previous videos. But all these opportunities for blacks, the money that he gave to HBCU, historical black colleges and universities, nobody really points those things out, right? Remember he had all those blacks, he had he had all those black preachers and shit, all the black personalities, the black conservative voice and shit at the office. He had all those. He had all the niggas in the office. He had the young conservatives. He had that. That was that was never mentioned um, on the opposite level. Or if they mentioned it, I remember. I think it was um, Dom Lemon. He was the the gay black, the gay black. Um, <laughs> Dom Don Lemon was talking about how. It was a minstrel show. All of these black conservatives would go see a white supremacist like Trump. You know, I'm paraphrasing a little. I'm black. But it was just retarded, right? It made no sense. Like, why would a white supremacist have all these niggas in the White House? He's doing a terrible job. He did a terrible job as a white supremacist. I will say that. He didn't do a terrible job as a president, contrary to what everybody else wants you to believe. But um, he did a terrible job um, as a quote-unquote white supremacist. Just a terrible job. It wasn't just lowest unemployment rate for the blacks. It was for the Hispanics. It was for the Asians. Everybody, everybody who was working was making more money at one point or another. If you wasn't working, then you don't understand. And this is before the cough, cough, lockdown situation. This was before that. But nobody wants to acknowledge those things. Simply a news organization that is reporting facts, but they're facts that the Biden administration doesn't like. So they use our money to call us terrorists. I like the point that Brent made. Mm. You're literally calling. And I I like the idea. And this is what I think, right? I like... It's not that I like it, but it makes a lot of sense to know that there's possibly, quote unquote, fact checkers who go along with this pyramid. It's the same people who are, quote unquote, fact checkers on all these platforms. They have the same ideology as this chart of the American public, potentially even more terrorists. I mean, think about that for a moment. The DHS, Department of Homeland Security, should be focused on, oh, I don't know, that little thing down there at the border, maybe, instead of... You know. Yeah, where actual terrorists are coming. How, like, how are Republicans... And this is why I said before, we're, we are we are the real terrorists. We are the real 
radicalized group because we are waking the people up. And we go against the narrative. That's what makes us radical. I've said this a while back. The black radicals aren't with those on the left. They're those on the right. Because these are a group of people that really stand up against the bullshit that's currently going on. Whatever they want you to consider to be normal, remember the new normal, whatever they consider it to be normal, that's when there's an issue. Whenever these people just tell you to just go along, just comply, don't ask questions, that's when you know there's a problem. When you can't question the corruption that's taking place without being considered radical, that's a problem. But that's just my opinion, though. Like, make that one make sense for me because we disagree on certain things that makes us bad people all of a sudden really bro this this has gotten i mean part part of me part of me is happy that you know i got into politics at this point in time but part of me is like holy cow what did i get myself into you know you have got to be kidding now, maybe this has always been going on. You guys can let me know in the comment section. Like I said, like I've always said, I'm, I'm still an infant when it comes to the whole political world and all of this stuff. So y'all let me know in the comment section. Have you heard about this kind of stuff previously? Let me know. I, I, I'm really interested to hear your answers because if, if it's always been going on, well, I mean, it's still terrible. But it makes me worry a little bit less, if that makes sense. I mean, it's still terrible. We still need to fire all these folks. Stop funding this 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 mess. You know, um, we don't go around saying the left is all terrorist. I mean, that that's just. I mean, maybe we should at this point. But that no no no. I've I've talked about that. Yeah, the the left they are radical. You got the radical far left. When you talk about females, you're talking about feminism, right? Think about it. I talk about that. The so-called progressive women, they're just thoughts. Oh, they're just quote-unquote exploring their options. They're just getting fucked and chucked by, you know, guys. That's all That's all it really works out for them. And then later on in life, where they like, they want to quote-unquote settle down. I gotta put this air on. Damn, it's hot. What the... My bad. They get to a point to where they want to settle down. And at that time, they pretty much have a roast beef and pastrami downstairs. So it's not necessarily the most appealing. And then these will be the one women that talk about how, you know, body count doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. To you, it doesn't matter because you've been selfish, self-centered and narcissistic the entire time. You didn't think about anybody else until you got into a point where nobody else wanted to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? But by that time, like I said, it becomes this search for survival. It's really a search for survival because love to some women, it's a survival mechanism. That's why you'll find some ran down women. They'll deal with like squares that really don't know about what's going on, easily manipulated, you know, if needed, easily cheated on, easily lied to, things of that nature. And a woman in her ways of wickedness, she'll settle with that. Now, she may eventually branch on, branch off. She may monkey branch, as they say. But she would really have to evaluate what she is currently getting because the square is pretty much paying for everything. And in, in return, really getting the bare minimum in return. He can be manipulated for years, right? I mean, there's situations where the woman goes off, sleeps with a guy, gets pregnant by the guy, goes back, have sex with the guy and calculate it and say that she's pregnant later on by the guy she's cheating on. Y'all may have to play that back to understand that, man. What the... How many situations do you think take place 
of that sort to where a woman goes out there, fucks around with a guy raw. He shoots the club up, as Charlemagne the God once said. And from that, she becomes prego, goes back to the guy who she cheated on, has sex with him, treats him real good, and then breaks the news saying that, hey, she's pregnant later on. And the guy can have a condom on. The guy could be fully protected and he'll just go along with it because he don't know about what's going on. And even if he did, he would be in a position to where he's already with a woman that he puts on high regard on top priority. And he has little to no pride and priority in himself and his pride and emotions almost become one with the woman, which is why the woman um, later on can't stand him. You know what I mean? He he becomes a woman. He takes the emotions of woman. He's too much on his feelings. He's little on logic. And just overload of feelings and emotions. And women just, you know, eat that up because they just manipulate, use them. Oh, she needs money for this. So, you know, she can come to him with a sob story and then he'll go along with it because he's a simp. You know what I mean? And in another life, he would he would essentially just been a trick. He would have just been buying pussy, which I don't I don't I don't promote that. But I'm also not against it either. I've never done it, but I'm not against people that do it. Because if you look at the comparison of just paying and getting something that in most cases for guys, they would have to go on multiple dates to get and spend all this money and try to impress a woman. When if you just want a nut, look, I'm not against it, but I'm also not for it. So I just I, I want to throw that out there. But compare it. Just think about it. You're paying for something that you want. Woman's willing to sell it the end versus you taking a woman out on all these dates she gets to a point where she knows like oh okay i'm never gonna sleep with this guy but i know this guy is into me enough to where if i want to i can have him take me on three or four dates this is how these women do it man not all of them of course not all not all at all not all not all not all but most all right <clears throat> But yeah, it's unfortunate. I forgot what the fuck. Oh, we're talking about this radicalization shit. We're going to go through this video. It's a whole other conversation for a different day. But this stuff is insane, man. This is this is craziness. No demonizing half the country. Right. As we see people coming in every day that are a threat and they're trying to hide that and keep that out of the, out of the news. In fact, one of the only networks that is actually reporting it is Fox News and they're calling uh, they're calling Fox terrorists, but they're calling the border safe. This is insane. Well, the fact that taxpayer dollars are going to fund this is even more crazy. But we do. This is actually pretty interesting, too. New CNN polls show 66 percent of Americans say a Biden win would be a disaster or a setback for the country. And this one, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. CNN's Jake Tapper couldn't even spin this poll. Watch. Horrible news, horrible for Joe Biden in our new CNN poll. While the president leads his Democratic competitors by a huge margin, two-thirds of all of the American people surveyed, 66% of the public, say that a Biden victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the United States. Now, is that extreme? Is that extreme to say? With what went on these past years with Biden in office, would it be extreme to say that? Would that be unacceptable to say? I don't think so. I think that's pretty spot on. And I think even the people that vote for Joe Biden, they, they sort of know it in the back of their minds too. That's why even the people that quote unquote support Biden, they almost want Biden to step down. They want Kamala to step up. They were talking about Michelle Obama or some shit. They were talking about a lot of possibilities that they threw out there. And 
they want Biden's representation or they want Biden's presidency. They just don't want Biden in office. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. And if they can get one of those people to represent that or just take over as president to still be under that you know, administration in a lot of ways. Because I doubt if anybody new gets put in or replaces Biden for whatever reason. I think the administration will stay as is. I don't think they would fire anybody. They feel that everything that's going on is great. I really believe that. I think when we first watched that, Todd was referencing the tears that could possibly be coming from his eyes. Would you would you make it that right. way? It is reminiscent <laughs> of 2016 when everyone was crying on air, yeah. right? But that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the Republicans winning in 2024. They saw. Is that a stretch? I don't think so. I didn't even look. I didn't even think about. Well, I did think about the election in a lot of ways. But I mention it in a very fair manner. Like I don't, I don't say things like, "Oh yeah, Trump got this." No, I'm definitely never doing that again. Based on the last election, <laughs> right? The last election is like, no, they're not. Nope. <laughs> I'm not even investing too much. I'm just telling motherfuckers who I support and why I support it, right? I think the difference is those on the left never do so because they don't feel it's needed. Oh, the blacks should be Democrats. So there's no reason to explain why you're a Democrat. On what history are you basing your decision on? You rarely hear about that from the blacks on the left. But then it's like a culture shock for a lot of the leftoids, the whites, the white leftoids. To see the blacks or hear the blacks waking up and thinking for themselves and not siding with Biden and possibly being, you know, Trump supporters. That truly alarms the leftoids. Truly alarming. To now, it's to a point where. Um, the left is just desperate and everybody on that side is desperate. The blacks, they're waking up on, and the men, the black men are waking up just by looking at the numbers, just for looking at the information. And because men are less emotional and tend to be more pragmatic and logical, we take the information for what it is. You know what I'm saying? And I think based on that, on the information itself, if people are just understanding why this president would not be a great representation, is not a great representation for this country whatsoever. Or maybe it is a representation of the country. An old Just no no care of reality, no knowledge of reality. Can't walk, can't move, can't barely get to a fucking stage. Can't get off a stage, can't find the stairs. Can't walk up a plane, uh, you know, plane steps, wherever you call it. I'm black. just out of touch and it's sort of like the representation of woke of wokeism of the wokeness right where the blacks should really be disappointed I'm sort of disappointed because it was kind of like our thing at one point (laughs) kind of our thing at one point but then um, the weirdos took over um, the Rainbow Bandits took over. The Transformers took over. And they've made woke, and all these different genders, they've made woke into a very toxic 
a very um, manipulative movement, and it's just not good. It's all hand in hand with 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 females, feminism, and shit, and how they look at men. And how they want to get rid of men and kill all men. It just brings back all those things. And those women, by the way, are representations, in my opinion, of the radicalization of the far left. Huge, uh, I guess I would say, blue win in 2022. And they're like, whoa, if Biden is this bad in the minds of the people, Republicans could actually win in 2024. I think that is good news. But we're going into a primary where you are going to see Republicans get pretty ugly. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next year. I, I completely understand that. We spent all yesterday talking about Trump versus DeSantis and the bloodletting that's going to happen there. I get that. That makes total sense. In electoral politics, but you have run a campaign. I need you to tell me how, if 60 66 to 67% of the people who you need to vote for you think that giving you four more years would be a disaster or a setback for the country, how the heck can you win? I, I really okay. think that they have an incredible ground game. They will hide him. They will go out and give people the messaging they want. But it, well, like you said, with these numbers, I'm not sure it can possibly work because people have seen him for four years and he's a disaster so they're worried it's the same thing joe rogan said uh i want i want to check that out with you guys a while back but joe rogan basically said the same thing he said in 2020 you were able to fool people you're able to just hide biden in his you know basement right <laughs> quote unquote the basement you know what i mean and, and and really fool people into getting him into office because like she said that Democrats have a nice ground game. They have a nice ground game. That's one of the things that that's one of the things Republicans need to get better at. Their ground game, right? Uh, any and all legal means, Republicans need to exercise that. Um, like this whole, anyway, I, I won't get on a tangent on that. But um, totally lost my train of thought there for a second. Holy cow! Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Who's this bitch? I forgot. Hopefully, you say the name again. I'll look her up. Whenever that happens, um, you 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 can't hide them this time around. People felt it. People saw it already. And the the crazy thing is, this is the crazy part. And I've dropped some YouTube shorts on them getting exposed. As a matter of fact, I think I just dropped one on uh, Hakeem Jeffries just flat out line he said in, in, in that one he said um you know the republicans are going to come out and say joe biden doesn't isn't isn't wanting to meet with uh with us about the debt ceiling you know it's kind of funny that he said that you know just telegraphing exactly what joe biden was planning on doing and then there it, it like clip shout out to uh chart media for that clip but it it, it like went to kareem jean pierre saying no we are not negotiating on the debt ceiling <laughs> we are not meeting <laughs> Just completely contradicting what Hakeem Jeffries had said and corroborating what Kevin McCarthy had been saying that Biden had just been blowing them off for a while. But my point is, they have been lying left and right, up and down. It's been it's been a campaign of misinformation. They, they, they cry about misinformation all the time. That's all they've been spewing out, left and right. Hakeem Jeffries lying straight to people's face. Kareem Jean-Pierre lying straight to people's face. Joe, right? All of them. And yet, 66%. Their only way out, they got two ways. But one of the ways is, is, is what Tudor said is their ground game being absolutely on point and going out and convincing folks that uh, Joe didn't get to finish. That's why it's the way that it is. That's that's their only way out. And I hate to say it, but if Republicans don't step it up, it's, it's slightly possible that they could pull that one off. I'd hate to even say that, but Democrats are good at what they do. They're good at putting on a front and lying to me. That's one thing that I figured out because I was there in it myself. I was immersed in it. I was a part of it. I was covered in it. 
right? And had no clue. No clue. And so I just was like, you know what? Let, let me listen to these other guys on the other side of the political aisle of things. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Actually, this makes a whole lot of sense. Now that I think about it. Ooh. You know? And then the wheels start turning and, you know, as they say, the rest is history. But anyway, let's continue on about it we're thrilled that these are the numbers hopefully we see a change in 24. i wonder if we're going to see a change in the media and who they're going to be backing to because of this tudor dixon as always thank you so much and, and by the way oh. the last episode of the tudor dixon podcast <laughs> i thought was resplendent i thought the guest you, you had was somebody special he was amazing <laughs> and he's going to do a lot of work before memorial day tudor thank you thanks tudor <laughs> um yeah man uh Guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put the pedal to the metal. It's time for Republicans to get their ground game going. It's time to start strategizing a bit more. It's time. And see, now you got you got the doubt. It's natural, right? I mean, have some common sense and look at the last election. Just look at it. Look at all the fuckery that took place. It turned into a fucking week. The mail-in ballots that Trump was talking about, and he was a lunatic, and he was crazy for addressing, really became an issue because they had to gather all the ballots, and they turned this into a whole fucking week election. With all that that took place last time, there really gotta be those that truly wake up and understand what's going on. But... I hate to say it, with the election previously, difficult. Looking at democracy in this country, it's difficult with that previous election. And it doesn't matter what way you voted. Make sure that we are involved in the process and not just bystanders in the process bystanders of the process like we all were in 2020 it's time to be involved involved talk to folks there's a lot more people that agree than than what you might think i've already provided two videos of that all right i've already shot two videos um I don't want to say too much because I don't know what's legal and what's not. And I don't want to be promoting <laughs> things that are illegal. Oh, you know what God. I mean? Um, so I, I, I... All right. Shout out to Doc Rich. You black. There was only like two minutes left in that anyway. But the reality of it is... And this is just freedom of speech. So I'm just going to address it like this. If they can radicalize, If they can radicalize us, then we can radicalize them. I can easily radicalize the left without even trying just the people that go along to get along without understanding the consequences and repercussions down the line from it. Those who vote with feeling and those who are not voting based on facts and not voting based on logic and what can benefit them rather than who just sounds better. Stupid shit. And if you look at a lot of these interviews, these street random street interviews, where they ask people, you know, did they vote for Biden? And they say, yeah, and ask them why. They'll just say, because he's not Trump. There's a couple of people who've said it. And I think I played it in the previous episodes in the past. But they just voted off a of feeling. Oh, they didn't like how Trump, they didn't like what Trump said, but they weren't paying attention to what Trump was actually doing. And the economy before, of course, the cough, cough lockdown. They had no they had no knowledge of really what was taking place under the last administration. And they have the same lack of resources and information today. But it's just the person that they wanted in office to be in office. So they'll just take it for what it is. They don't even blame the inflation. They don't blame none of this shit on Biden. If Trump were to go through all this shit, oh my God. The world would want to crucify him, right? The country at least. 
But that wasn't the case. It's just the person that we have in office today. It's it's just not a good it's not a good dynamic. It's just not. Gas prices, right? Grocery store, what 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 what, what fucking a hundred hours would get you? Previously, it would take you close to like a hundred and fifty dollars, or like a hundred thirty dollars. Today, prices of everything goes up. You have you got the situation that. You got the situation that's going on in um, the Ukraine and Russia and America's involvement with that, which I never really understood that. But then there's a lot of information and you can't look at the Republicans. I mean, look at them as a party, but don't look at them as anything else. Don't look at those people as this. I don't know. Don't don't look at those people as the best. Look at it as just a better comparison. It's just a better comparison to what's currently going on now. And they've radicalized the right, which I mentioned, which I mentioned they were doing that previously other other occasions. Now we have proof. They've radicalized the right. And anything that isn't left is radical now. Turning Point, Prager University, InfoWars, Fox News, the RNC, you name it. The Nazis, white supremacy. So they've made a very... And look, like I said, it's very easy for someone like me to do the same with them. I can connect their party to the Klan. I can connect their party to Marxism. I can connect their party into radical communism. I can connect their party um, with the you know progressive movement and have all that shit tied in. It's very simple. If I had more time on my hands, I would do it. Just to make a point. In the same way that they can connect black conservatives, right? Think about it. In the same way that they can connect black conservatives to Nazis and white supremacy groups can be the same way I can connect black liberals to the Ku Klux Klan throughout history. Right? (laughs) I'm telling y'all, I don't fuck around. I don't fuck around here. There's no fucking around. But we're about to wrap this shit up in a little bit. I'm gonna wrap this up at 12... It's 11.54 for me a.m. I want to have enough time to charge this phone because it's already on 78%. What the? I already have enough music or not music. I have enough podcasts to listen to. What do I got? Some old Opie and Anthony uh, JLP from yesterday. The JLP show. And a couple other things that I listen to most of the time to get through work. So I don't got to do none of that. I do have some things to talk about later on in the next episode. Let me see if I can create a playlist right now while I'm talking. Let's see here. We'll just drop it in the shorts category. We got episode later on tonight. And I think I'll do it like that. Um, We got an episode later on tonight that will either most likely get shared tonight or get shared the next day. And it's based on um, third grade teacher gets caught doing the OnlyFans while teaching. And we got Undead Crotic talking about wheat waffles went from black pill to blue pill real quick. I know very little about that situation. I do know that Undead Chronic holds back zero punches. 
and displays traits and characteristics of a man who exercises no mo- no mercy on his opponents, zero mercy whatsoever. And he will roast, he'll do several roasts. He'll mention you in live videos and will roast you for about 30 minutes. Clip that and just make another video roasting you alongside of that. But apparently he's going after um, Wheat Waffles. I think Wheat Waffles, well, I, I know Wheat Waffles, uh, the Black Pill content creator. I played a couple videos from him, went through a couple videos. Has a He has a lot of solid information if you take out the feelings and the, the loneliness. And, you know, if you just look at the information for what it is, it will benefit you and will pretty much tell you that um, in order to date to successfully date online, you would have to be a better you or you would have to better yourself to be in that position. Oddly enough, he does promote self-development, so I gave him credit on that. But apparently he got a girlfriend and he switched up his um he switched up his whole thing. In which I don't know much about it, so like I can't speak too much on it. It's gonna be interesting to go through that. So that's like 17 minutes, 36 seconds. I believe, I don't even know what the first video, matter of fact, let me see it real quick. One of Joey's friends said she had earned $10,000 in a single month. Yeah, I don't know. I was expecting an introduction in the beginning, but I don't know who did the first video, but we'll find all that out on the next episode, all right? Little quick preview, I have things more organized this time around. So later on, or after I'm done recording, I can just upload this without scrambling around looking for other shit. Um, oh, I got more than enough. Alright, so I got everything set. But like I've said previously and in this episode, my final thought is when it comes down to the information, it's almost as if you don't pay attention too much to the people who are known. You kind of look into the underdogs, right? You look at those who are less popular and then realize that they have more information, more solid information to those with millions and millions of views and those with millions and millions of dollars. But those with the millions and millions of dollars go along to get along and they go along with the same program to program you to have you not think for yourself and to have you criticize and go after the people who think for themselves rather than do what you need to do your influence is of others. Your influence is not of self. The answers the answers to your problems will always come from an outside source. It will never come from within. And with that belief, those who always seek happiness outside of themselves will never have true happiness within. Even if you have, there's people that have a lot of friends like the early, like like in, in school, the people who had a lot of friends, they may have been pressured to do things they didn't want to do because they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to seem weak or as a square to other people. And then that, from that, you began to think as others, right? And your thoughts come from other people's thoughts. And this is why I mentioned it before, where a lot of people don't even truly know themselves. Because they spend so much time seeking validation from others. So their themselves is based on the validation of others instead of the validation from within. So with women, their validation outwardly can be promiscuity, right? They can be all this attention seeking and clout chasing, right? IG thoughts, OnlyFans hoes, all this shit. With guys, it can be simps. It can be cucks. It can be people that can sell themselves short just for the acceptance of a woman. These men who give these women money on OnlyFans, who give the women all of the attention on IG. 
right? So this is my new approach. Because if I just say it's all bitches, it wouldn't make sense, right? Because why would there be so many guys pedestalizing and worshiping these women? Because they got no care and consideration within. They put harlots in high places and in high priority. Harlots. Strumpets. Busybodies. You know what I mean? What the? Matter of fact, hold up. Dirty low-down sleuths. Where's that at? We got to play that real quick. If I can find it. What the? I got too much shit on here. Dirty low-down sluts. Ay, ay, ay. One more time. Dirty low-down sluts. But those that seek validation from outside sources, and it, it can be different. It doesn't have to be promiscuity. It can be drugs. It can be alcohol. Right? That's your... That becomes your... Space. And, and a lot of people don't do it moderately. There's a, Some of them do. Right? Like, I bought a six-pack last night. I haven't drunk a beer since... The previous episode I did, and I only drank uh, like a 24 ounce, a Miller High Life, but I wanted to get some uh, Miller Draft because uh, that's one of my favorite beers. So I got that. I know that I'm not. I'm gonna probably drink that maybe, maybe one a day if I get a chance before I go to work. I might drink a beer now later. I'll just drink a beer now, just for GP, but. There are some people on the weekends, they'll drink. You know what I'm saying? If they had a hard day's work, they want to go to the bar, they'll drink. They'll have a beer, three beers, four beers if they feel risky. But most people aren't out there just getting plastered. But they pay attention to those who can't handle alcohol. Or when you that escapism becomes alcohol, oh, you feel better. You feel better when you're high. And it's like for me, I can say the same thing when it's when it comes to smoking. But I'm not I'm not like a complete fucking addict. I went through three days without smoking. It was pretty bad, but it wasn't terrible. I didn't have the shakes. I didn't have problems sleeping. Although there's sometimes I do. But I don't think it's really connected to not smoking weed. But it's it's not those things like you can you can do those things as long as you look at it as not the answer to your problems. Right. Like I look at smoking weed as just a time to relax and be a little bit more creative. I make a lot of my music off of a joint or two. Right. Um, A lot of my podcast ideas are I do give some of the credit to cannabis for getting those creative juices flowing. But I don't worship it. I don't worship the plant. What the? I'm not like a marijuana advocate. I just like to smoke it every now and then. You know what I mean? I don't even like edibles. I had, I had, there, there was an edible candy that I had and I think it was like a lollipop pause. And I got high as shit off of it. But it was the only, like, calm, relaxing high that I've gotten. Right? It's the only calm, relaxing high that I've gotten to where it wasn't too much. Now, I had an edible before that had me sleep for six hours. Keep in mind, I had a full eight hours rest. I think it was like a piece of cho- it was it was one piece of chocolate that was like the size of a Reese's cup. And I just ate it quickly. And the dude who gave it to me, he started laughing. I'm like, yo, what's so funny? He's like, yo, you know how much milligrams of weed that's in that shit that you just ate quick like that? He's like, yeah, most people just eat half of it now and put it up. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm downplaying it. Like, man, this shit ain't nothing. I smoke weed. You understand? 
I'm downplaying it and shit. I was sitting down. It's like 10 minutes later, people were getting up like, yeah, we're about to go, you know, outside real quick. I'm like, all right, cool. Bro, I couldn't get up. I was high as fuck. By the time I got up, I'm like, yo, I got a dip. I was like to a point where I was just tired. I wasn't sick or nothing. I was just tired as fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sick. I didn't tell him I was sick, but I'm like, yo, I, I'm, you know, I'm a bit drowsy, bro. I'm about to get out of here. He just started laughing. Like, all right, bro, you safe? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Bro, I went home and slept for six hours. I just said, yo, let me just lay down for a bit. Cause like I didn't have nothing. I was high and I felt good, but I didn't feel good enough to be in the public. That's this is the type of high to where you can tolerate it by yourself or with people you trust, you know, in your own house or in somebody's house that you trust. It's almost like how the kids who like tripped out on acid, they have to be in relaxing settings. There's people that just do acid and shit and go to concerts and just fucking bug out for like three days straight. But then there's other people that, you know, depending on their settings, like they're able to rationalize. Like, all right, if I drop some acid, I'm at my friend's house. I know that if anything happens to me, he's there. If anything happens to him, I'm there. It's a more, it's like, it's acceptable in certain settings. The highs from edibles, man, it just takes me to another dimension. I don't like it. I like smoking because it's a, it's like a, it's a build. If you feel yourself getting too high, you just put the blunt out, put it out or put the joint out. Oh, I'll save this for later, whatever, whatever. Once you eat that edible, shit going your bloodstreams. You know, some motherfuckers, man, they can't handle it, dude. They're tore up from the floor up. Can't move. Can't do nothing. Can't get up. They just stuck in one place. Can't go down. But yeah, I stick to the flower. I'm a flower child. Pause. Flower for cannabis. I don't advocate smoking weed. I just like to do it. I don't view it as. I don't necessarily view it as the answer to my problems, but it is one of those. It's one of those weird scenarios. To where, like I said, I acknowledge the fact that a lot of the creativity of my music and the things that I talk about is based on the influence of cannabis. But, um, that's all I got to say for now. I at least know that I went an hour. We talked politically, then I just started talking about pot and cannabis. But the point I was trying to make is, with that, quickly, was that Cannabis isn't the answer to my problems, but it may cause me to brainstorm a little more, to strategize certain answers to certain problems, or certain uh, uh, certain solutions to certain problems, right? But other people who don't understand it, they'll get too attached to it. Right. And it's like it becomes an addiction only because it's from the thoughts. And then that ties into the whole controversial subject of addiction. We don't want to get into that. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.